We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Our next guest is going to be on the Westwood One call Sunday night for the Ravens-Bengals game. Oh, by the way, a game you can hear here, and you can hear all the playoffs right here on 92.3 The Fan. He is a longtime NFL player, longtime uh, NFL media analyst, and and sports talk host. The great Mike Golick now joins us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mike, welcome, bud. Uh, well, I'm glad to be here, even though I'm a long time everything. God, that makes me sound old. Holy smokes! I know. <laughs> so I I used to get in trouble for doing that because I mean it as a a badge of honor. And I once I actually did this to my grandma once. I was trying to give her credit, and I was like, Grandma. You're not experienced. You're just haggard. And I didn't realize what the word haggard meant, and uh, she didn't talk to me for three years. But it's okay. You, we, call, you called your grandmother haggard? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was like withered, or like, which, by the way, wouldn't have been much better. I thought it was like not, a... Not great options here, I, Nick. I was 10, but believe me, I never mixed up those two words ever again in my life. Oh, I would imagine that was quite a learning lesson for you. Yeah, and uh, and, and I survived, and I think that's the number one thing here. Mike, I gotta ask you. We we got a couple Browns questions before sure. uh, we get to to the playoffs and the Ravens Bengals this weekend. I am I am curious. What do you make of the Browns after this seven and ten season, eleven games with Jacoby Brissett, and five with Deshaun Watson and firing defensive coordinators and all that? Yeah, well, I, I think it was. I would say pretty much a disappointment, uh, without a doubt. I thought I was always wondering where you know a Jacoby Brissett led team would be by the time Deshaun Watson got there. I thought it would be a little closer to 500. And then let's be honest, you know, I mean, I, even though Deshaun Watson had a place as one of the top quarterbacks when he was at his best, that just goes to show you time off and rust is a real thing because he was not looking very, I mean, it showed a little bit of signs of improvement, but for the most part, wasn't very good at all. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, a little bit, uh, you know, trepidation going into next year, thinking you'd have some good building blocks going into next year. I thought the defense on paper was stacked, but it was, you know, some good, some bad against the pass. Certainly it was good, not as good against the run. Miles Garrett did his thing, obviously. Um, but but I, I thought the defense would sustain uh, or be a little more consistently near the top. I thought they could lean on that and the run game a little more, and certainly Nick Chubb did his thing. But um, a, a more disappointing than I thought it would be. And like I said, um, you know, you got a lot invested in Deshaun Watson. So uh, I think what everybody kind of saw, they're going, boy, I, I hope he kicked the rust off and is ready to go next year. Yeah, you're right, Mike. I mean, he looked really rusty in those six games. And, yep. and, and I'm just wondering, like, I've asked a lot of analysts that we've had on this show, you know, do you think this guy can get back to what he was in 2020? 
I mean, two years off is a long time. We've seen it happen before with other players. Michael Vick comes to mind as well. But, I mean, what we saw in those six games, I mean, he gets sacked seven times against the Steelers. I mean, he, he looks like he's seeing ghosts out there. Yeah, I mean, and not not good. I mean, Jacoby Brissett plays, you know, what, what how, how many games? And he sacked 11. 24 times. Yeah, yeah. He sacked 24 times, and Deshaun Watson plays six. He sacked 20 times. Right. I mean, you know, just not, not getting rid of the ball. Uh, I listen. I think he can. I, I think it's unfair first to say six games after being off for what felt like a decade that we would expect the the old Deshaun Watson. But I thought I thought the evolution in those games would be a little bit better. So while I think he can, I was a little surprised where it was. I mean, I, I think you, obviously you have the running game, right? You know, Amari Cooper you know, leads the way receiving-wise for you. Um, so it's just a matter of weapons around you, or Joku trying to, trying to you know, break through as to being one of the top tight ends uh, as well. So you got, you got to put what you have around him as well and throw that into the equation. But I, I think he can get there, but I, I guess I'm less optimistic after the six games I saw, even though I don't think it's fully fair to judge just on those six games. Mike, one of the big stories out of the locker room at the end of the season is that Kevin Stefanski was told by players or asked by players to hold them more accountable. And even though he he did uh, some of that, the the players didn't feel like he he did across the board. So when you hear a guy three years in that might not have the, the, whether it's discipline or leadership touch, is that something that a coach can grow out of or grow into more of a leader? Yeah, you can. Uh, listen, he was a young head coach, young first-time head coach. So uh, I think a lot of times, or sometimes, guys like that will kind of let the players hold each other accountable, right? They'll say, okay, these are professional football players. You're, you're a lot of, it, of what happens on the field you're responsible for. Certainly we make the game plan and everything. And, and, you know, it's this teamwork thing of game plan. You guys be accountable, hold yourselves accountable. And it sounds like the players are saying, okay, you know what, why don't you hold us more accountable as well? You know, from the coaching staff on down, where I, 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 certainly there are coaches like this. Older coaches, older school coaches will be more of the kind that will, you know, hold the players accountable. Younger coaches, I think it, it, it can be more of the, hey, we're kind of all in this together. You guys be accountable in that locker room. The locker room is yours. You know, be accountable for things on the field. We'll certainly be there to help. But a little, little more of a, of a you know, working together type thing instead of you know a, a, a parent and a child. I, I don't mean it to sound quite like that, but you know the parent makes the rules, right? <laughs> and you know the the, the kid's got to follow those rules. I don't think it has to be that much of a line, but I think you I think what the players are saying, hey, you run the show, Kevin. You're the head coach. You know if, if players are screwing up or players are being irresponsible in some areas, you got to call them out. You know, and I don't mean publicly. I mean, you know, that has to be brought up. It has to be brought to their attention, whether in meetings, whether behind closed doors, whatever. But, you know, you're going to have to make us more accountable for what's going on. I, I think you see that more in younger coaches at times. Mike, looking to the playoffs this weekend, what has to happen in this Bengals-Ravens game, considering it just doesn't look great for Lamar, uh, given everything, all the reports. So what has to happen for this game not to just be a free pass for the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be tough. Listen, let's say the same thing about Miami, right? You know, two is not playing, Looks like, and looks like they're going to have their third stringer 
uh, in there, Thompson as well. So I, I don't, I, I, I really don't know where, where either one is going to go with this. I, I think it's, I think it's a tough ask, quite honestly. Um, as far as the, the Baltimore Ravens, listen, they, they have a great running game, but their running stats are based a lot on, um, they're based a lot on, on Lamar when he was playing. So they don't have Lamar now, so obviously that, that makes it a little tougher. Uh, they can't run as well. Huntley hasn't thrown as well. And if Huntley's got tendonitis in his shoulder, then it's Anthony Brown uh, who was playing, who, who I covered you know, when he was at, transferred to Oregon from B.C. and played in the, uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. So I, there, there's not a lot of hope in the passing game, in my opinion, if Huntley or, or what looks like Anthony Brown is going to be the quarterback. So that means you've got to lay a lot on your defense because Cincinnati can score. Cincinnati can hit you with big plays. Cincinnati's doing exactly what they did last year, peaking at the right time going into the playoffs. So this one, the, the, you can't expect too much out of that offense for Baltimore, the third-string third string quarterback. So other parts have to pick it up. Special teams, which certainly John Harbaugh is known for, and their defense really has to slow Cincinnati's offense down. Mike, obviously Joe Burrow is a tremendous quarterback. Uh, my partner and I argue all the time about how good of a coach Zach Taylor is. Um, what do you think about Zach Taylor? you think he's a good coach? I mean, listen, they went to the Super Bowl last year, you know, so he's, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt of things going pretty well. I mean, you know, that, that program has been pretty much horrific for a lot of times. And I think Joe Burrow has been a great leader saying, we don't care about the past. We care about what's going on now. And Zach Taylor's running the show. So, you know, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt for that, that he's got this team turning the right direction. It's, and it's a total team effort of players they've drafted, players they've brought in in free agency, and then players buying in to what your head coach, Zach Taylor, is selling, which all seems to be happening right now. But listen, I mean, when you have a great quarterback, that helps a lot. It helps a lot going in the right direction, but they filled in with a lot of other great spots on that team as well, from pass rushers to wide receivers. So, yeah, I think, I think Zach Taylor is, is a good coach. It's, it's hard to deny him that when you're seeing the results. Mike, it's so funny that the AFC is so loaded with either guys who are already franchise quarterbacks or guys on that trajectory. You know, the Josh Allens, the Lamars, the Mahomes, Burrow, Deshaun Watson could potentially be one of those guys again. And yet this weekend, Chargers Jaguars faces two guys who absolutely could fight for the crown to be the best quarterback in the NFL in Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I just in taking a look at that matchup, where do you feel like uh, where do you feel like the attention deserves to be here between uh, the Chargers and the Jags? Well, the attention needs to be on the uh, the Chargers' run defense, which is not good. Netienne's a good runner for Jacksonville after missing his rookie year. He runs the ball well, and Chargers don't stop the run well. And if you run the ball well, if you can't stop the run in the playoffs, you're in trouble. And if you can run the ball in a game, I mean, that will just set up Trevor Lawrence's play-action pass and really, really help him. So that's, that's the part of, the, of the, the game I'm looking at is the Chargers' ability to stop the run. These guys played earlier in the season when the Chargers weren't playing very well, quite honestly. Uh, and, and Jacksonville spanked them, I think, like 38-10. to 10. Uh, And Jacksonville's playing better, but the Chargers are playing better. You know, we'll see if Mike Williams had the back when inexplicably – you know, all the starters played as long as they did last week when they were locked into their 
playoff position. You got both Bosa and Williams nicked up in it. That was that was somewhat stunning. So if they're healthy and they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, uh, I think they're a tough team. And Austin Eckler is just obviously out of this world. I, I think he is a is a fantastic player. So I think the Chargers have gotten a lot better uh, than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, but but to me, that Achilles heel has been the uh, the run defense. So that's going to be a big part of the game I'm watching. Mike, one of the more fascinating matchups that I'm interested in this weekend, of course, is Seattle and San Francisco. You know, San Francisco is a great team. You know, they're favored by, I think, 10 points in this game. But to me, the story is Geno Smith. I'm like the only person, I think, in the world that thought Geno Smith was going to, at some point, have a resurgence in his career. He's got the receipts, too. I've got the receipts on this, Mike. I do. Um, and he he now is a pro bowler. He has now set the single-season record for passing yards for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, do you give them a chance against the Niners and Brock Purdy? Well, I give you credit for that because you, you were probably one of the only ones. <laughs> Thank you. Because uh, I, I thought they were going to be in rebuilding mode. And kudos to Geno for doing what he's doing. And Walker, you know, the, the rookie running back and, and what he's been able to do. This is going to be a tough one, though. You're going up against the best defense statistically in the league, a hell of a pass rushing team uh, as well. Uh, this, this San Francisco swept Seattle during the regular season. I think this is going to be pretty di- difficult, and Seattle's defense is not very good at all. So, And even though it's Brock Purdy leading the way, Kyle Shanahan has done such a good job of getting Brock to get the ball out you know, to the athletes on the team. Uh, and, and Brock has done – I covered him at Iowa State and he's always been very smart, knows where he's going with the ball, and he's just continued here in San Francisco. So I think I just think San Francisco is is too stacked on both sides of the ball, one of the more balanced teams in the NFL. I I could think it's going to end up being San Francisco and Philly uh, in in the NFC Championship game. Mike, I know we're talking playoffs here, but I, this just popped into my head. Um, Browns fans are impatient three years into Kevin Stefanski because we've gone from 11 wins to to eight wins to seven wins. Meanwhile, Steelers fans are impatient with Mike Tomlin because he doesn't have a playoff win since uh, 2016, and he's only got, I think it's three playoff wins in the last 12 seasons. So I'll ask you, who actually should be more patient? The Steelers, who haven't gotten back to the pinnacle and not won a Super Bowl or a playoff game in over 70 years, or the Browns fans who've gone from 11 wins to 8 wins to 7 wins? Well, I'll tell you who will be more patient. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, we know, has had three coaches since 1969, for those that may not know. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. They're the epitome of the word patience. And Mike Tomlin, is, is every season, has been over 500. Mike Tomlin isn't going anywhere. Um, so they're, they're going to show patience there. But we've seen in a lot of other areas lack of patience. Hell, look at Houston. You know, and the amount of coaches they've been through in the last few years has been ridiculous. That's just unfortunately where we are in sports. Most teams aren't patient enough. And everybody talked about the Browns this year, especially that defense on paper, the running attack that, that Cleveland had. But you, you got the year kind of a hold on it because you know you didn't have Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson's going to be expected to come out out of the gate strong because he has been a top-tier quarterback. He did get six games in. He's got the offseason. All that stuff is put behind him now, and it can just be football. So the expectation is going to be, okay, we've got the running game. We've got a receiver. We've got a tight end. We have a defense. We need to make a run. So I think there will be less patience with the Browns. 
So you talked about continuity there. There have been a lot of people who have preached continuity for the sake of continuity, and you referenced the Steelers. Why? What does continuity do for an organization that isn't used to it like the Browns or you even mentioned the Texans? Well, I mean, you have to understand, anytime you change a head coach, it's not just the head coach. You know, you're changing the head coach, you're changing the assistants, you're changing the personality of the team, you're changing the X's and O's of the team, you're, ch- chasing the philo- you're changing the philosophy of the team, you're changing how your head coach coaches. Is he an offensive coordinator as well? Do you have a new offensive coordinator? What's the new language? What's the new system on offense and on defense? Now you have a new uh, position coach. How does he coach? You know, what's the differences there of what you were used to? Now, players, again, are somewhat, can be somewhat used to that, but it's still a change. And then if you also change front office as well, GM, now coaching GM, how do they get along? What kind of player are you looking for? We're all on the same page with what we're trying to build and how we're trying to build it. it just, it's not just a head coach. There's so much more involved with the whole changing of, of a coaching staff and even management because they're going to come in and they're going to get rid of guys who don't fit their scheme who may have felt they were safe on this team and fit another scheme. All of a sudden, they don't fit this scheme, and you know they're on the, the trading block or let go. So there's just a lot of change that you have to get used to, and when you do it constantly and constantly change, it's just tough to, to get any kind of consistency out there, and, and I just think it happens too much. Now, there can be things that go on in the locker room that people don't see where you, know, where you feel you have to make a change, where there's just too much butting heads, uh, and, and that could be a reason for it as well, but but I, I, think, I think the plug gets pulled a little too quick in some situations. Mike, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Thanks for your time. Enjoy calling the Bengals-Ravens this game on Westwood One. We're going to hear it here in Cleveland, so we appreciate you, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.